Hello, everybody. Welcome to the KTF Podcast, where we defend the faith and stand for truth. I'm your host, Pastor Shannon Williams, and I am so excited to be able to bring you this latest podcast. Wherever you are, whoever you are, let us know you're watching tonight and where you're watching from. And we do appreciate all the likes, shares. So share this right now and let's get this out because this is going to be a powerful, powerful podcast for the next 30 to 40 minutes. Okay, so the the title of our podcast tonight is The Biggest Hindrances for Christians Today. The Biggest Hindrances. What are the biggest hindrances for Christians today? I have with me. Uh, one of my cohorts, another one's not here, but we are always glad to see B. Mizzle. What's up? Word up, America. How y'all doing? And we also have uh, John Beard behind the camera normally, but tonight he's going to be on camera. Who, who put this camera here? <laughs> <laughs> We're glad to have you, John. Glad to be here. We'll uh, have a good discussion tonight. <laughs> I think it's going to be lively, and it's going to be fantastic. So let's jump right in. I have seven things that are the biggest hindrances for believers. Let's go ahead and jump in. If you're following, you're you're welcome to grab your Bibles, and let's go through this tonight together. Number one, what's some of the biggest hindrances? I believe that reminders of people's past sin. Mm -hmm. I believe that is probably one of the biggest hindrances of Christians today. Now, if we want to go look at the scripture before we dive into it, Revelation chapter 12 in verse 9, it says, And that great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with them. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, and this is how it describes Satan, which accused them before God, our God, day and night. Mm -hmm. Day and night did the accuser of the brethren, that's the name of the devil, that's right. did he accuse the people of God day and night. I want you to know a, a weapon of the enemy is to take your past bring it back up before you, before God, and constantly remind you of what you did, how you did it, Talk who about the you devil did it with. On your back, you know? That's right. <laughs> you know, the enemy does not want you to grow in your faith. The enemy wants you to stay exactly. yes. limited. He wants you to stay distracted. And I think one of the biggest problems that Christians have is truly letting go of their past mm. because they get reminded of that. And you got some stuff uh, that goes along with yeah, that, don't uh, you? Uh, Philippians three, thirteen, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do know: getting those things which are behind, forgetting, right? Forgetting, for, sorry, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching towards those things which are ahead. Praise God! You know, people, the devil wants us so bound up. I don't. I don't even think the devil really cares. If, if John gets saved, as long as he don't help get somebody else get saved. You know, well, he, he definitely wants to limit the reach of a believer. That's right. And if he can get you all wrapped up and all you think about is where you were, what you did, your past. Mm -hmm. Now, your past sin's forgiven. 
But if he can keep you reminded of what you did, yep. keep you guilty and shameful. And this is what I love about this scripture in Revelation 12. The next part says this, and they overcame him, talking about the accuser of the brethren. How did they overcome? By the blood of the lamb and by the word of their Amen. testimony. Amen. And they love not their lives unto the death. So there's two things, two things here that will help you overcome. The blood of the lamb, which Amen. washes, the Bible teaches us that the lamb of God came to wash and cleanse us from all sin and all unrighteousness. And the next part is by the word of their testimony. Amen. You know what I you think? You got to speak that word out, though. That word, everybody's got a testimony, but if I don't right. share it, how am I going to be able to help anybody else? Well, part of that is what I want to I want to share, and I want to say, listen, if God delivered you from an addiction, mm-hmm. let's say you were addicted to alcohol, yep. let's say you were addicted to pornography, let's say you were addicted to cigarettes, right, right? and you couldn't quit, it was, a, it, it, you know, all of this was a painful for you, it destroyed, it hurt you in your life, but what if you came out? And you said, listen, I'm here to testify and say, God, God delivered me of alcohol or God delivered me from this spirit of lust. Mm -hmm. God delivered me from, from, from my anger or God delivered me from my, my identity issues or the spirit of death. I tried to kill myself three times. Guess what? If you testify of the, of that God has set you free from it, the devil has no more power to accuse. Yeah, that's good. Mm. That's good. He no, can't, he can't, he can't listen. Okay. All right. He, you, you get on national, national broadcast, right? You yeah. get on, you get on a podcast and, and, and we've all shared testimonies, yeah. right? Yeah. God delivered me from a spirit of lust, right? Mm-hmm. God delivered you from alcoholism. God delivered you from addiction. A, I mean, yeah. A, I mean, everything. A, a yeah. through Z, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you had a whole litany of stuff that, yeah. that were, were bound in your life. Well, guess what? You get up in front of the whole world and you say, guess what? God delivered me of this. Mm-hmm. And God set me free, and he forgave me. Guess yeah. what? Satan can't use that against you. He can't you. use it That's against right. you anymore. <laughs> That's exactly right. Praise be to God, man. You know, it's like it's like when God does something, he does it for his glory. Yeah. But it's also for your benefit. You know, I heard I heard this preacher down at uh, the Hope Crusade in Louisiana, and he started out his sermon, and he <laughs> said, uh, I don't want everybody to look over your left shoulder. <laughs> and then I don't want everybody to look over your right shoulder. And I want you to... Forget about all that back there. Yeah. Leave it back there in the back. That's the last time you're looking back. That's the last time you're looking back. Come on now. I think I know that guy. (laughs) Yeah. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to look over your left shoulder real good. Just look over your left shoulder real good. Just take a good look back there, all right? All right? Now, uh, I want you to look over your right shoulder. Just, Just look over there. See what's back there real good. All right? You got a good look. Now, look back up here at me. All right? That's the last time you're looking back. There ain't nothing back there for you anymore. It's washed. It's done. It's over. Amen. You are moving forward in the name of Jesus. Look at somebody beside you and say, I'm not going back. Hallelujah. I'm pressing on. I'm pressing forward in the name of Jesus to the prize and the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I got places to go. I got people and souls to win. I ain't sitting here letting moss grow under my feet. I got something to do for Jesus. I'm ready to take a hold of the gospel plow and I ain't turning back for nobody. Amen. Amen. We in a we in a good 
space here tonight. I was yeah, like, he, I ain't never heard that was, one. Was that one of your old good Pentecostal tricks up your sleeve? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. That's old school I, there. I just got I just gotta say, listen, I yeah. There's a lot of things I got in my tool bag yeah. <laughs> that I haven't shared with, with the world yet. It's yeah. like it's like there's so many things that I grew up. I, I've known my you for six on. years and I ain't heard that one yet. That's yeah. who I asked yeah, you. I ain't heard one. that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, every once in a while I gotta pull a new one out, or it's not really a new one, it's an old one that I that I've known for years. I just lay it out there. <laughs> so so that that is a good one. We gotta look forward and not back. That's right. And your scripture in Philippians, he says, I'm forgetting those things which are behind. Mm-hmm. What's behind you? Your sin, your past, all of that junk that you left behind, everything else. And every, what's in front of you is your future. Yeah. yeah. Walking with God, the power of God, the spirit of God. God's promised it's us. The rear right. view mirror. That's right. Uh, mentality. You know, windshield's a lot bigger than the rear view mirror, you know. And it, he and wants it, you to look forward. You ain't looking back. Yeah. When you're driving down the road, you need to look forward. That's right. You glance back, right? Yeah. But you don't You don't stare backwards to go forward. You'll, Hopefully not. You'll wreck. <laughs> I mean, I think it's... Uh, healthy to remember where you came from you know as yeah. I, I, I the things i've seen this past weekend i'm like thank you god for what you brought me out of you know amen amen it's good to well see. it's good it's good to have a memorial yeah that's the difference I guess that's a good way to put it if yeah. you know the children of israel when god did something for them when he brought them through yeah when he when he did some stones, kind of miracle yeah. they'd, they'd say all right we're going to take these stones and we're going to make a memorial so if anybody comes by here they'll see what god's done and they can worship and they turned it into an altar mm-hmm. you know that's what it's for we but you shouldn't be weighed down you shouldn't be carrying those no, rocks no that's true you shouldn't be that's carrying good. that that's as good. a weight and it shouldn't hinder your walk okay so so that's number one all right number two some of the biggest hindrances of believers, number two, I believe, is unforgiveness. Oh, yeah, that's huge. How many people do you know, honestly, and that includes you, how many people do you know that are professing believers that walk around and say stuff like that? I, I'll never forgive them. Mm-hmm. I'll never forgive what they did to me or what she said or what they said. How many people went to church, got church hurt, right? And yep. then they say, I'm never going back and I'll never forgive. And I'll never. Guess what? You're dooming your own life. Yeah. Declaring yeah. that you're not going to forgive somebody is actually sentencing yourself to a lifetime of misery chained to that event. Forgiveness is saying, I am willing to cut this chain off of me and let that thing go. Yeah. Unforgiveness is a ball and a chain. It is. And it will weigh you down. It'll keep you from growing. Matthew 6, 12 says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. This is in the Lord's Prayer. And I want to say this because this is important. This isn't two transactions. This is one transaction. Mm. Won't you let that soak in just a minute? Explain where you're going with that. All right. So when Jesus was teaching the disciples to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, right? Right. Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Yep, simultaneous. That's one transaction. Forgive us as we. It's connected. That's right. There's a connection there. It's not forgive us of our sin. And we will also forgive those. It's forgive us as we forgive others. 
What that means is I cannot be forgiven of my sin if I'm willing to not forgive others of what they've done against me. Because what we've done against God is so much more grievous than what anybody could ever do against us. And so if we withhold forgiveness, we also are withheld forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Is that now? Is forgiveness, unforgiveness, and grudges the same thing? <clears throat> okay. Uh, well, we need to define grudge. So, so if, if you got a uh, an angst for somebody, you know, you just well, you cannot care for somebody. Uh, let, let's let me say that. Yeah. Let, let's say let's say I saw you ten times in a row. Ten times in a row, you came up and you uh, slapped me in my face. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I may have forgiven you every time you did that, but I can tell you right now, if I see you in a grocery store, I'm walking the other way because I ain't even trying to I ain't even trying to have that. I don't want that to happen. Yeah. Right. So you cannot like somebody or not really care like for somebody's like, man, you know, they're not my favorite person in the world. But holding a grudge, I think holding a grudge is rooted in unforgiveness. Okay, that's what I was. It's thinking. like you're, it's like you're holding something over top of somebody, and you're saying, because you did this to me, um, I'm never, ever, ever going to uh, let you forget it or release it or whatever. And I think that is it. That is rooted in unforgiveness. Yeah. way down deep down on the inside. But also, it says in Matthew eleven twenty five, it says, and when you stand praying. Forgive if you have ought against any, that your father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespass. So if you have ought against your brother, and even if you're given a gift to the altar, the Bible says, lay your gift down, go and make it right with your brother, and then come back and make your offering unto mm-hmm. God. How many people are making offerings to God every week and they hate somebody across yeah. the room? Yeah. They hate somebody. They've been gossiping about them all week long. They've been tearing them down and speaking word curses over them all week long, and yet they are going and putting their gift. There are so many people that are Christians that do not follow the teaching of the Bible. Yeah, that's true. They don't follow it. Yep. And this is one of the ones that if you... If you don't start to forgive, I mean, even Peter asked Jesus, how often should I forgive my brother who sins against seven me? Seven times. You know, seven times. And he's like, no, seven times 70. Yeah. And of course, you know, he's probably calculating, whoa, that's so many. <laughs> About that, 491st time. That's a, you can that's get a lot. <laughs> you know, he wasn't saying that your brother can sin against you 490 times, but on the 491st, he's out of luck. Yeah. He's basically saying, this should be this should be unattainable. Yeah. Right? Forgiveness should not be withheld from anyone who truly is repentant. Now, here's another part of that, right? Some people can truly repent and then somebody can be like, no, forget you, right? But that's on them. Let them have hardness of their heart. Mm-hmm. Let them live in that life, right? You know, I, I had a couple of people when I first learned this thing that kept popping in my head. Who have I who do I know that I haven't forgiven? That I haven't okay. forgiven. And they kept popping up into my head, and I'm like, Lord, I forgive them. Well, I, why am I still feeling this way? So I had to go call this person and let them know, say, look, they didn't even know that I harbored uh, any bitterness or anything towards them. But I couldn't get released until I called that person and told them, you know, look, I forgive you for what happened. It all went down the wrong way. We all acted, the, you know, out of sorts. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and they didn't. They didn't have no animosity to more, towards me, and didn't even think nothing of it. Yeah, didn't know I was harboring any bitterness towards them. But I, as soon as that, it's like 
the weights came off as soon as I yeah. did, yeah. the freedom, you know. And the Lord, the Holy Spirit will reveal those people in your life, I believe. He did, did to me. Well, I asked the Lord one time, "What? how do I know I've forgiven somebody? Yeah. Like, literally, I want, what's the litmus test? What's the gauge here? And this is what the Holy Spirit told me, that I can think about that person without thinking about what they did to me. Okay. That I feel that I was wrong by. Yeah. Like, like okay, I, that person, I may not like them. I may not want to go hang out at their house. I may not want to go have a party, right, with them. However, you know, I can think about them and just be like, move right on. Yeah. I can good. move right on without without focusing and harboring on what happened. All right. That's good to teach these people because, that, you know, unforgiveness is huge. You Come know? on. It is. And a lot of people walk around with it. You know, a lot of people were abused as children and you know in bad situations yeah, broken yeah. homes and molestation, and molestation abuse rape yeah all that's huge in in this day and time you know and it might have been back in the day too and we just didn't know it but you know it seems more prevalent today you know you got uh a lot of broken homes a lot of aunts and uncles raising you know mixed families and everything so uh i just see it i hear about it more often now than we used to all right, so let's move on to number three. Number three, one of the uh, one of the biggest hindrances of Christians is, I believe, fear. Oh yeah, fear will keep you in one place, not moving, not growing, not becoming who God's called you to be. I want you to know, every time I've taken a step of faith, you're like, oh, you know, you're out here, you're doing all these things, and I have people they say, you know, you're an inspiration. You you know you 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 have no fear you you take these leaps of faith you know you you're out here in ministry you're out here preaching this 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 crazy awesome message that is breaking curses and the blood of Jesus and teaching all of that stuff on this side you know uh, writing books never wrote a book before never published a book started my own publishing uh, company uh, you know just. Starting a podcast, doing all these that people see, doing Stepping all these out. things, yeah. and they and they 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 think, oh, this is easy. He just doesn't have fear. Well, that's that's where you're wrong. Yeah. Just so you know, like there's lots of fear. I, yeah. My main fear that I have to overcome is the fear of failure. Yeah, mm, yeah. Mm. What if it doesn't work? What if people don't like it? What if it's not successful? Whatever. So anyway, I've just learned that every time there is a real big fear in my life. I automatically know this is this is a good direction yeah. God wants us to go down yep. because fear will always stand as a barrier right. to you walking forward yes. in mm, your purpose. Come on, come on. You cannot have any walk with God at all unless you've had to overcome some kind of fear. Yeah. That's right. If you think you if you think this is comfortable Christianity, you're absolutely all no, wrong. No. You have to risk people hating you. You have to risk like making a stance that people are going to disagree with you, which that happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many people disagree with me every single yeah. day. The fear it, of conflict yeah, really, or fear of opinions. I don't want, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're persecution. You, you, you know, Jesus said, I, I was persecuted. You shall be too, right? You're not greater than the master. That's right. You know, another fear, I had fear on mine too, but it's fear of change. You know, yeah, come on. People don't want to change. You know, when, when they want to put God in a box. That's right. Their box. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, God doesn't change. But when you get a hold of God, you're supposed to change. Come on. You know, you, it's a change of heart. And then, and if people are like, oh, I want to, I want God, but I don't want to give that up, John. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to keep that little pet thing I got, pet project. But I want God. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think this is where the the church is at. You know, a lot of it. 
I want this little sin, but I want God, and I want, you know, I want to deliver me from that, but I don't want to go full tilt boogie with God. Well, there, were, there was somebody that made a comment, and I'm not going to say who because I don't, I don't want to out the whole situation, but they said, somebody asked them, said, hey, will you pray? They were having a family get together. Will you pray over the food? And we, we want you to pray. And then the person began to pray, and li- they didn't just pray for the food, man. They're praying for God to move. They're praying for revival. They're praying for God to break strongholds. And all of a sudden, and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. We, we, we want a prayer. This. Yeah. We want a prayer, but just for the food. Yeah. No, we don't, we don't want all this other stuff. We want God to do everything else, right? Yeah. Well, like, we, well, well, that food can wait. This is the stuff we need. This is the meat and potatoes yeah. right here that we need. Come on. Now, we, I, need, we, we need salvations in this house. Amen. We need restoration. Right. We need the gospel preached again. <laughs> you got wait people, a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, no, no, I, only want, I only want this much God. Yeah. Give me this much God yeah. and everything else. Everything else I can't handle right now. Like just, I'm just ready to eat some turkey or ham and deviled eggs. And some <laughs> and some potato salad. Just give me some of that. Leave me alone. But mm. but because people are afraid of what they don't know. Yeah. And I can say this. I I didn't have time to have fear about what the unknown was when the Holy Spirit come in my life and I got filled with the Holy Spirit and I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Mm. Like I had I had no time to. Uh, uh, this just happened to me. I didn't have time to even think about it. I was a Baptist kid. I was raised in the Baptist church. And then I got invited to go to a Pentecostal church. I started attending this church. I really got saved. I got on fire for God. And the next thing you know, I'm in the back. People are praying for me. And I start speaking in this whatever, this language, this unknown thing. I'm like, what happened to me? You know, I think too many You're praising and worshiping. Yeah, but I think think too many people are afraid. Fear. And and they, and they, and they, they let that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And they talk themselves out of yeah, it. I believe that. I know that. I know that for a fact. I've seen it or, too many you, times. Even like when I first started coming here, right? And I'll, I don't know if I want to raise my hand because everybody else is raising their hand. But what if everybody looks at me because, you know, I'm raising my hand. But like when, even when we're worshiping and things like that, we're not worshiping for everybody else, no, right? We're worshiping right. for uh, God. Amen. So that's that right. fear of like other people's opinions and things like that just has no no credit. Well, that, that you know, speaking of, that's one of mine is fear of what other people worry yeah. about what other people yeah. think. You know, when I first came to finish line, I come from, you know, I've been in a mega church. I've been in a small church, and. Not a lot of move of the spirit, right? I mean, the spirit was there, but it wasn't. As you know, active as it right. is here. So I was like, you know, when I got here, I was like, you know, you, we can worship how we want to worship yeah. here. We can. I can't. I can yell as loud as I can yeah. possibly yell. Run you know? around the building. Run around want. the building. You know, <laughs> and it's all. Uh, it's not fabricated. And I've seen that with the bobby pins flying, and and it's like it's on. You know, it's, it's scheduled. Yeah. But here it was just the freedom to worship mm-hmm. as you felt like. Yeah. Not worrying about what other people think. Yeah. I and when it helped that I didn't know anybody. You know, I come here, I didn't know anybody. Yeah. yeah. You know, everybody now is afraid of what uh, Sister Sally's going to think. Yeah. You know. Well, I think I think you're on to something there. And I really like the, you know, a hindrance is is what what are people going to think about me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm like, getting at. Like, I, who cares what they think about you? Yeah. You know, your walk with God and your relationship with God is personal. Amen. 
And you know, and when I was a kid, we used to have this saying: "It's like you know, if I was talking to you and John, let's say John walked up and he and he started going in, you know, trying to get in the car, I'd be like, this is an A B conversation. I, why don't you see your way out of it? Oh, burn! Yeah." And um, so that so that's what we would say. I mean, your relationship with God is A-B. Amen. Right? And everybody else can see their way out of it. Mm. The Bible says every man should work out his own salvation, fear and trembling before God. You know what? If you see me worshiping and you don't like my worship, don't no worries. It ain't for you. Amen. If you don't like my praise, it ain't for you. If you don't like the way I preach, I don't preach for you. Mm. If you don't like my my the, the way I carry myself, that's not for you. If you don't like the things I'm doing for God, you uh, you know, why you got to do a podcast? Why, you know, I had somebody pull me to the side literally like uh, just this past weekend and they said, well, "What's the big deal with these podcasts?" Well, what's the big hubbub about them?" I said, I said, spreading I said, the gospel. I bro. said, what do you mean? What's like, what's the, <laughs> is there a, pro, is there a problem with the podcast? I, I've never, I don't Maybe know. It's another I, avenue. Yeah. Yeah. I said, somebody will sit and listen to a podcast. Maybe before they'll go to a yeah. church and yeah. sit in, oh, yeah. and, and listen to a sermon. Yeah. But you know what? They're going to get scripture on this yeah. podcast. They're going to get the word of God. That's right. They're going to get prayer. They're going to get encouragement. They're going to get all these things. So, you know what? I think, I think, listen, why not? See, I'm on the other end of this, every spectrum now. It's like, well, why do you want to have a miracle healing and deliverance service? Well, why not? Amen. Why do you want to pray for people to get healed? Well, why wouldn't you want to? Yeah. You know, well, why are you why are you why are you going to a hope crusade? Uh, you want to have a non hope crusade? Like I don't understand. Mm. Like it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't click. It doesn't jive. But I well, want to say know, this: fear is a spirit too. Yeah. Oh, and a, yeah. this spirit will overtake you and keep you from doing anything for God. The Bible says that God has not given us in Second Timothy one seven the yep. spirit of fear. That's but right. of power, love, and of a sound mind. That means he's given you power, love, and a sound mind. And if you don't have those three things, this is what God says you can have. Everything else is trash, mm. yeah, including the spirit of fear. I think whenever I, I think about you know this, the the worry about what other people think of me, I always come to Matthew uh, five verses eleven through twelve. And blessed are ye when men shall revile against you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted uh, they the prophets which were before you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I, if I know what I'm doing is walking in my calling and walking closer to God, I don't care what everybody else that's thinks right. and says about me, right? Because I don't care about man's opinion, right? I care about God's opinion. That's, that's what counts. So. That's exactly what counts. Amen. You know, if you're getting persecuted, you're probably doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if, if, the, if the devil's not on your back, people's like, why are you doing all that? You're just a Jesus freak. Yeah. You know, what would you want me to be? Why, why, would, you, why would you hold a sign <laughs> on the side it's of the road? Th- it's a know? bad thing? What's yeah. Wrong? I mean, you know, this scripture pointed out to me, Galatians 1.10, am I now trying to win the favor and approval of men mm. or of God? Mm. Or am I seeking to please someone? If This is amplified. If I were still trying to be a popular, trying to be popular with men... I would not be a bond servant of Christ. That's true. If I'm trying to please men, yeah, I am not pleasing you, you, God. You're not one. You can't do both. Yeah, that's right. That's what this verse is saying. You can't right. be a bond bond servant is a slave. You're a slave. That's of a Christ. Wi- that's a willing slave. A willing slave. Yeah, that's right. But you are. Yeah, you're right. It's a willing slave. But you are. You are linked to Christ. You can't be linked to men trying to please man and God. It ain't going to work. That's right. If you find yourself pleasing men. 
chances are you will not be pleasing God. Yeah. Right? And if you're pleasing God, I know for a fact you will be displeasing to many yeah, men. You know firsthand. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. Especially on Facebook. Been there, done that. <laughs> hey, I, I made a post. Somebody found me. I don't know who that. Apparently, they don't like the people I'm hanging out with or going to these crusades <laughs> with. And so they found me, and they and and it was about us going up to the Hope Crusade at Global Vision yeah. coming up in January. And it said, crazy me crazy. <laughs> and my, my, resp- my response was this. Um I, I yes, actually I am crazy. Yeah. I am crazy about my God Amen. and on. his kingdom, man. That's and, right. And you listen, you I'm sit, t- I'm the wrong one. You sit there and you're boredom, you know. I'm the wrong one to be like, hey, you're crazy. I'll be like, like that's an I, insult or something. I, yeah. I, I embrace crazy. Yeah. Are you kidding <laughs> yeah. me? Yeah. I thrive in that environment. I like, hate to be normal didn't in, we just in tell man's you eyes. Right. Jesus freaks. I mean yeah. get me out of mundane and average and whatever. I want the crazy. I want the Fired up, you know. I can handle wildfire. What I can't handle is no, no fire. fire. Come, on. Right. Come on, amen. Come on. So listen, you you're not going to intimidate me <laughs> by calling me crazy. I've been called way worse, sweetheart. Yeah. All right. Yeah. As hard amen. as we went after the devil, that's how hard we going after God. Amen. That's right. Ain't amen. nothing going to stop us. All right. Number four. Y'all ready? Yeah. Number four. Hindrances for Christians today. Some of the biggest ones: gossip and word curses. Ooh, yeah. I think that if people are gossiping, I think they're going to find that their life is going to go down the trajectory into a bad place because you cannot speak word curses against others without that coming back on you. Talking about people in a way that does not bring blessings or benefits. Mm-hmm. It says this in Matthew twelve thirty six. it says, but every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Yeah. This is big. Every idle, how many of you had an, has spoken idle words? Raise your hand. Oh, yeah. Said something just to say it, just to be mean or ugly or whatever. Yeah. Guess what? You better repent and you better renounce those words before the Almighty God. Explain that, what that means, idle words for the people. Idle wor- an idle word is a, a word that has no benefit whatsoever. An idle word is a word that is uh, it it there, it has no use. It's it's of no use. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. that's the translation of that word idle. There, it means it it is absolutely it's it's a worthless word. Mm. That's that's the translation. It's worthless. So if the words you're speaking are worthless, if they have no value, if they don't build, if it doesn't bring blessing. Then that's that's an idle it's word. Fill in the airspace. That's right, and it's gossip. How many people do that? A lot. Holy cow! And then Titus three two says, "Speak evil of no man. Speak evil of no man." Right. Seems Speak evil of no man. Yeah. I mean, like you don't need a lexicon, a Greek lexicon. You don't need the Strong's Concordance. You don't need interpretation. Evil is evil. Right. Don't speak evil of anyone. Anyone, you know what? The people that are evil, guess what? Their character will speak for themselves, and you don't have to be the one. You be don't have slow to, be the to one. speak. That's why, you know, quick to hear and slow to speak. James you know, one nine. Watch, you know, be swift to hear, slow words. to speak, and slow watch, to anger. Yeah, you got to watch over what you say because what you know. I learned that today. I was listening to another podcast, and he was like, "When you're the devil, can only use what you say." 
Yeah. When you get it out there, he's got ammunition for you. That's right. So you need to watch over, you know, watch over what you say about yourself, about your family. You know, you speak curses over yourself, you know. Word curses are a real thing. You know, I had a... Self-imposed word curses are a real thing. One of my daughters said the other day, she's like, well, I'll, I'll never be as good as that person or, you know, forgot the situation. But I was like, hey, we, we ain't going to talk like that. I buying that. You know, you're just as good as anybody else. Come you know? on. Come on. You know, speak positive things over your life. Don't put that out in the atmosphere for the devil to say, yeah, see, I told you, you're not as good as she is. Mm. That's right. What do you think the devil's going to use next week against exactly. her? You know what I'm saying? He's going to be like, see, you're not as good as this person. He, he'll he use your words against exactly. you. Exactly. He's a punk. That's what he's going to do. He is a straight-up punk. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all ready to keep going? You got keep something going. else? You go ahead. All right, number five. Biggest hindrances to Christians today, lack of knowing Lack of knowing God's word, lack of understanding God's word, being ignorant of God's word. This is huge. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.15, listen to this, study to show yourself approved unto God. You don't study to show yourself approved for men. You study to show yourself approved unto God. And the Bible says a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun uh, profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. So, so the Bible says to study to show yourself approved. And the ignorance, I want I want you to know that in the area of ignorance in this space, the devil loves it. Yeah. Have you ever heard anybody say the words, "Well, I didn't know it was bad for me." I don't. I've never. I, I've, I didn't know. I didn't know this was wrong. Yeah. Do you think the devils don't? Take advantage of you at that point. They don't care if you were ignorant. Oh, I didn't know that going doing Ouija boards was wrong. Mm-hmm. You think the demons didn't roll right up in you as you were operating in the demonic? Yeah. They don't care if you were ignorant or not. They don't care. Well, I didn't know tarot cards were evil. But I'm a good person. Yeah, I'm a good person. But, you know, God surely wouldn't do. Yes, God surely would. God set a law, and when we disobey and go against the law, we are breaking God's law. And demons at that point in time say, I've got a legal right to roll in. Being ignorant doesn't doesn't matter. But not only on that side, I want to also say this. If people are ignorant of what God says about them, they don't know who they are. That's right. If you don't know that you're a king and a priest, then you're going to live in lack. You're going to allow the enemy to lie to you and overrun you. Listen, if you don't know who you are and who your identity is and who God says, listen, he says, listen, we are we are heirs with God. Amen. Joint heirs with Christ Jesus. You know, that means everything he has, we have access to as men and women of faith. I think a lot of people live in lack. I think a lot of people live in sickness. I think a lot of people live in destruction because they don't understand the, the what the word of God can actually Give them and and afford them. That's exactly right. I never realized how many church going people don't know the Bible. Don't don't read the Bible. Short of what you give them on Sunday morning, that's all the Bible they get. Mm-hmm. You know. And as we went through some deliverance classes or sessions with some people, I'm like, you know, how much do you read your Word of God? Oh, I pray. I didn't ask you that. I said, how much do you read the Word of God? Oh, I fast. I fasted before I came in here. I didn't ask you that. Do you know the Word of God? Well, he hawing around. I said, that's your first problem right there. You don't know how to fight. You don't know what the Ephesians tells you. Yeah, that's right. You got to know the Word of God. You got to know your weapons. 
It's you know, you can't send a, a a military out there and hand them a bunch of artillery and they don't know how to use the thing. They're going to end up shooting themselves. You know? Come on. Or some or, or friendly fire or something. You got to know the word of God. You know, that's right. Get in a Bible believing church that teaches the Bible, um, that feeds you and makes disciples. Um, that that's what this Christians need today. Absolutely. So get in your Bible, people. And, and this isn't for the sake of saying, uh, like I I gain absolutely nothing by you reading your Bible. Right. I, I, it's not like I'm getting paid. Well, you do. Of, you, I don't well, get paid off of points. You know, the, Jesus the, said, "Oh, your church people's read the every one of them's read the Bible. You get a you get a, a salary increase." I don't. It doesn't. The, it doesn't affect my life, but it, it does affect yours. Well, those that those that do ain't blowing your phone up at midnight saying, "Pastor, can you please pray for me? I I got something on me. I don't know how to get it off." Come on, that's you right. Know? That's right. Well, if you know the true. word of God, you know what to do with it. That's right. That's so right. That does benefit you. Yeah, well, in a, yeah, in a way it does. But I'm saying I don't, I don't gain, I don't personally gain. You know what I'm saying? It's right. not, it's not like I'm selling you a system and I'm oh, saying, yeah, yeah. oh, well, you know, if you, if you'll go out and buy the Bible here, this one, you know, this one that I made, you know, if you buy this one and read this one, you'll, oh, this, you'll be so much more blessed now. No, it's not about that. It's about you becoming the best you possible. You gotta have a black one, you know, black cover one. <laughs> So I want you to know the Bible for your sake. I want you to be able to defeat the enemy with the word the way Jesus did. Amen. In, that's where he in the wilderness. That's what he used. He used the Bible. What'd he say? It, it is written. Is written. Right? All right. Number six. We got a couple more. Here we go. Let's uh let's uh let's finish this up strong. This one's gonna be a good one. I don't know if I think you need to buckle up for this one. Hindrances, some of the biggest ones for believers are, I believe, number six. On my list is false doctrines and silly arguments. Goodness. Here we go. Mic drop. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Spending your time. Traditions of de- men. Debating, <clears throat> going back and forth, silly arguments. Oh, goodness. Silly doctrines, doctrines of devils. I mean, you you name it. Yep. There's all kind of stuff out here to keep you distracted. This is exactly it, distracted. From the, the word of God. You know, I mean, it's everywhere. Cessationists, continuationists. I mean, you got Calvinists. I mean, yeah, yeah Calvinists. You've got people who, who you know, who don't, you know, don't believe uh, believe in that. You know, it's just you. You've got Methodists and Baptists, and you got people who believe in sprinkling, and those that, that those that believe in dunking under a water and immersion. You got those that believe you're not saved. Uh, Unless you get baptized, and you're those saying the blood of Jesus is actually sufficient for forgiveness of sin, and then you have those that say your sins aren't forgiven uh, because uh, you didn't say in Jesus' name. You mm-hmm. baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Therefore, your baptism doesn't work. I'm just like there's so <laughs> many things that Christians can argue about. I mean, it can go back and forth all day and night. And I mean, I mean, I'll even say this. Listen. There, I mean, there's been a huge rise in round earth, flat earth stuff in the Christian community. It you does know? not matter when it comes to salvation. You know, you know. I think the enemy has us within inside the body of Christ. I think the devil's joined the church and said, "I, I don't." Oh, let, let's, for sure. let's get them uh, firing at each other here. Let's distract them. For and, sure. For you sure. Know, first of all, you, you got ten thousand denominations. I, I seen this on. 
a troll on one of some maybe we've been in one of your posts. Yeah, probably. But he's like uh uh ten thousand did not Christian Christians, ten thousand denominations, surely they can't be wrong. You know, that's how the atheists feel. Look, they they, they can't even get it right. There's there's ten thousand different beliefs. You know? Well, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of division. It doesn't mean God created that. I know, but to an atheist, they like look. They can't. They're so mixed up. They don't even know what they believe. Well, let's look at this right here. I, I used this scripture earlier, but this one's really good. Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman need not, needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and vain babblings. Mm. That's conversations that you're having that are profane, which are nasty, bad, or Vain. That means after you've had the conversation, nothing good's accomplished. For they will increase, listen to this, this is the scripture, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. How many times have people tried and attempted to debate and go back and forth and nothing good? Nothing. Nothing good happened out of it. Exactly. Nothing productive. It happens all the time. Mm -hmm. In Titus 3 9, it says, avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contention. This word means to fight about it. Strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. So even though this is talking about the law of God. Yeah. This is talking about Moses's law, the Torah. And he even says here in Titus, it says, avoid foolish questions. You know, does God want you to really do blah, 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 blah? I mean, does it matter? Yeah. Right? You know, let's preach the gospel and win souls to yeah. Jesus. Um, is it real that, you know, that aliens and blah, 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 and blah, 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 and is it, is it true that demons came down and was uh, had sex with women in, in Genesis 6? Like, who cares? Yeah. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, what did the dinosaurs when were they when were they lived? Did they live before? Or did they did they go extinct before? Were were there animal were there dinosaurs on the ark? Like who cares? Yeah. I wasn't alive during then and it's definitely not something I'm going to like. Are you bound up or are you set free? You know. Do you know Jesus? What's the things that matter? As your Lord and Savior. I mean, do you, you know, let's let's concentrate on things that matter. Yeah, you know, and so there's sometimes these false doctrines and these doctrines. Some of them are, you know, to forbid to marry. That's one of them, forbid to marry, and to abstain from meat. Uh, both of those are doctrines of devils. Well, that's how they, you know, they try to catch Jesus with the divorcing thing. Yeah. You remember? Is it lawful for a man to divorce, you know? Um, he said He said Moses gave you that because of the hardness of your heart. Right. He said y'all started that, really. Yeah. You know, when man, man and woman, I, when they, we had a covenant. That covenant was meant to be, but we had to make a law because y'all couldn't keep it. Yeah. You know, so, you know, everywhere they tried, they tried to trap Jesus with these, with the same things, these vain, and he's like, and he perceived, and he perceived because he knew what they were up to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and there's a lot of times I think people have conversations that, you know, maybe they're fun, maybe they're good and healthy, but a lot of times they're not. A lot of times it distracts from the mission. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here if you need Jesus Christ and waste my time like going through vain, repetitious, crazy arguments back and forth. Like it's not, there's no fruit. There's no fruit. And so there, there, you know, I could, I could name a few right now, but I, I feel good today. So I'm not, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not going to, but there, there's some false doctrines out there that, you know, they want to talk about and people want to talk about, and say, well, 
this is what we believe, but you can't give me a scripture that actually believes yeah. that. So what they do is they do this biblical gymnastics yeah. in order to work around. And by the time you get to the end, you are like, your brain is like on overload. Yeah. It's like, well, what? And then they use these big words that nobody understands. And they try, they, do you believe in so-and-so? So, you know, it's like, it's like the word cessationist. Like who come up with that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, I'm a I'm a continuationist. No, I believe in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that's what I want to call it. I'm a Holy Ghoster, mm-hmm. right? I'm a Holy Ghoster. That's me. <laughs> so they come up with these words, and and it's meant to really drown people out. And I want to say that can be a hindrance. And then number seven, this is not in a particular order, and it's not like some of these are it better than others. Them. Yeah, but I w- I want to say this. This is my last one. I don't know if you got any more. We're, we're getting close, so. So, so um, I think this is one that we all had, right? Being too close to the world, and being or or having having too close of a relationship with worldly people. Oh yeah, these are hindrances for believers. It says this in James four four. Let's look at it. You adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God, and whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world, mm-hmm. is an enemy of God. So you cannot be a friend of God and a friend of the world. This is where you have to make a distinction in your heart where you're going to go, who you're going to be with. Now, some of you have friends that you're trying to win, and I encourage you to keep doing that. But if those friends are a hindrance to you, yeah. if you get around them and you find yourself, well, I just started cussing again, I just start drinking again, I just start... You know, I start slipping again. Guess what? That person is not interested in your health. That's right. In your well-being with God. If they're a true friend, they'll stop doing whatever it is that hinders you. That's exactly you, right. You know, if they, if if I have a problem with alcohol, and they're a true friend, they're not going to come over to my house and offer you a beer and offer me a drink. You know, if they know it's, it's something that hinders me. Amen. And if they do, and if they do, and they come over, and they say, "Oh, come on, buddy, let's just—it's just one." Yeah, it's all good. that's not—that's not who you need. Misery like. loves company, right? That's right. Get them out of your life. I know that's hardest, and I'm gonna say this: a, a, a lot of it's family. Oh, come, oh, on. come on! You know, touch on that for a minute. You know, a lot of these people that you need to distance yourselves from are actually blood relatives. And I know that's hard to swallow. But, but wait a minute, it's my cousin. I know, I know. It's but hard. wait a minute, it's it's my aunts, uncles, nephews on my mama's I side. I've seen it too many times, you know. I, I actually I, I agree with that because what's okay? What's a relationship on earth if it costs you your eternal salvation? Mm. What is that worth? This, I mean, there's a scripture that says, you know, what is it? What is it? worth if a man would gain the whole world and lose, lose his own soul. soul. Yeah. Like what if you put that in realms of even with friends and family? Yeah. Oh, I, well, in order to keep my friend, I have to deny God. In order to keep my friend, I have to not go to church. In order to keep my friend, I can't say this certain thing around them. They're not a friend worth having. Mm. That's right. Yeah. And, and so we need to be very careful about our connections and our friendships, about who we connect to. The Bible says this, in 2 Corinthians 6, 14, Be you not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Mm-hmm. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And listen to this. This is this is crazy. And what con- concord hath Christ and Belial, which mm-hmm. is the devil? 
Listen, they don't have an agreement, right? It says, in what part hath he that believes with an infidel? And what agreement has the temple of God with an idol? For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Mm-hmm. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be you separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive wow. you. Come on. Come out from among those people. Listen, I was I remember in Bible in, not in Bible college, I was just in college. I had a sweet mate. His name was Sharky. And I want you to know that me and Sharky, we uh we did not like he had some beliefs, I had some beliefs, but I want you to know he respected my beliefs. He respected my beliefs so much. And like we didn't, you know, we didn't have the same same exact beliefs, but he respected what I believed and what I was convicted about that when we would get around people, literally we would go to the 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 mess hall, we'd go down there to, you know, to go get dinner or whatever, and somebody would start cussing and doing, you know, he'd be like, "Hey, hey, hey, wait a minute. Uh my my friend over here, uh he's a Christian." Mm-hmm. Okay? So please, you know, just please don't use that language around him. I'd appreciate it. And I I'm over here going, "I I've never had a, a friend like this. Yeah. Like he would literally like go to bat for me on behalf of he these other respect. people. He had respect. respect for and your- now if you have that kind of friend and they're like, listen, man, I just don't believe the way you believe, but we've been friends since high school. You know what? They're not hurting your walk with That's God. That's right. That's exactly It's right. okay to continue to forge a relationship with somebody or build that. But how can two walk together unless they agree, the Bible says? That's mm-hmm. right. It's hard to walk Listen, it's hard to be married if you're not in agreement. It's mm. hard to work with people if you're not agreeing. It's hard. It's just hard. Agreement. Listen, they, life is too short than to try to have uh, you know people that combat your faith yeah. and push you down every step of the way. Every step yeah. of your walk with God, like yeah. it is too short to like. That's not something you should have to strive about. Make a decision. Here, here, here's here's how I know if you're my friend. You'll support me whether we agree or disagree. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. That's it. You know, you're not going to win your heathen friends by going to the bar hanging out. Yeah. With, right? You're going to win them by the word of your testimony yeah. and the life that you live. Let them see your walk with Christ, and that will help them one day say, man, he, he this must be for real. He must have something that I don't have. What is that? Then you get the, you give an opportunity to share the gospel with them. You know, you know. There's another part of this. Part of the stuff I never really had to deal with this. Just so you know, because when I got saved, I wanted you to know, like the people that weren't walking that path, they made a quick exit. Yeah. Like I found out real quick in high school who my friends were. Like I literally I had to go get me a new friends list. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, we didn't have any social media. Like, all our friends, they were real-life contact friends. They weren't online. And so, like, but they still jetted. So I got unfriended in real in the real world. <laughs> this wasn't a click on a screen. I got unfriended. He got ghosted face-to-face. Yeah. <laughs> and so, literally, like, I was like, guys, I'm going to church. You know, I, I got saved. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to serve God. They were like, uh, pew. They were gone. Yeah. So they made a decision. They made a decision for me. I, I didn't even. I didn't even have to struggle with this. So this tells me something. Sometimes, if you have so many friends that aren't saved, mm, come on, and they are still agreeable with you on everything you're doing and talking about and where you're at, yeah. chances are 
You're not shining a bright light. No, you're not. And you haven't drawn a line in the sand. That's exactly right. You're riding the fence. Uh, or you, yeah. You, you're on else, their side of the fence. Something else is going on. There's yeah. compromise there. You, know, you may have confessed your sin and gotten saved at some point, but there may be some compromise. Because I can tell you right now, the devil does not want to hang out with Jesus. That's right. He and don't the, want nothing the Holy to do Ghost with. don't want to hang out with the devil. You know, That's right. The Holy Ghost is inside of you. And you're hanging around a bunch of cussing heathens. He's gonna let you know. So he somebody's going. They are. You are. That's right. You That's know? right. Especially if they are causing you to to compromise your walk with God. I think the Holy Spirit will convict a person. Yes. Convict and 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 it maybe maybe they've ignored the the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said, "Well, I'm going to take a step back. That's mm. why your friends don't have a problem with you anymore." Mm. But I can tell you right That's now, scary ground when that happened. My friends, they knew, they knew where I was, and and I didn't. They they made the decision for me quickly. I almost wonder if that's even better because, like, for me in in my walk, when I first, you know, when we we go out on the streets and things like that, and we'd hold up signs and people would take pictures of us. Like I had some people that proclaimed to be my friends that would talk nicely to me and things like that. But behind my back, they were talking about the things that I was holding up on my signs. Like, that's my testimony. And you're making jokes about you're making, it, right? You're yeah. making fun of my yeah. testimony? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So You know, you're a, you're a dirtbag. I, I almost, yeah. I almost rather, I almost rather have those people just exit right out the back. Like, don't, don't, don't pretend you're going to be my friend, but then speak, you know, harmful things about Boom. me. Right? Listen, if somebody walks out of your life, then because you ex- got saved, then it, yeah, yeah, accept it. Yeah, because God can God's hear the conversations yes. that you are not privy to. Yes, mm-hmm. that's like those people laughing at people getting saved. You know, yeah, I had people they were making fun. Yeah, making of fun people of getting saved, and I said, like, listen, if you're making fun of people getting saved, I posted about somebody getting saved, and somebody's over there going to put a, heart, a laughing emoji on it. Listen, man, I listen very. You know, I do. I do get uh, excited. I will no. say that no, I do don't. get excited, but nothing gets me. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> nothing what, gets you get excited. No, I'm not, no. <laughs> but nothing gets me more riled up than to have people make fun of, of men and women yeah. who have given their heart to God, yeah. repented for mm-hmm. their sin. Their names are written in the book of life, yeah. and you're going to laugh at that. It just rubs you a certain way. Yeah, yeah, it does, man. It yeah. just gets me. I, I'm telling you, it makes me want to lay hands on people yeah. and not in the spirit. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, I want to lay hands on them with the fivefold ministry of the flesh. <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna have to remember that one. <laughs> That's right. It's the five, the five finger. It's the fivefold ministry of the flesh. It's the fist. That's what that is. If you didn't know, it just gets me riled up because I just don't. I'm like, you know what? Go make fun of the witch. Mm, Go on. make fun of the warlock who's out there casting spells and talking to demons. Make mm. fun of them. Oh, I don't want to make fun of them. They'll cast a spell on me. They're working for them. You know? Come on, man. Where are you at? Yeah. You're a loser. Amen. Amen. Just just get right with God. Come on. Quit laughing at people, making fun of people because they're serving God. Amen. Let me tell you something. If you listen, if you think serving God is wimpy, then come to Finish Line Christian Center and I'll show you fifty to eighty men who are sold out, fired up for God, who who own guns, drive jacked up trucks, can go and and hunt deer, 
skin deer, skin, uh, skin <laughs> beavers, catch beavers and trap them. No, I mean, the manly men, manly men, you know, that love God. It, yeah, it's it's not it's not some pansy thing, man. These men, these guys have been touched by the Holy Spirit, right. and they're not ashamed of it. That's right. You know okay. what I'm saying? That's right. So, man, being a Christian like that's for warriors. Amen. You know what I mean? And so the last thing you need as a man or a woman of faith is to have hindrances to your walk with God. Don't allow them to come in. Just just start learning to cut off these hindrances. Mm -hmm. Fear starts to show up. Reminders of your past. You know, the gossip and the words that try to destroy you. You know, do what you got to do in order to give yourself a fighting chance in the kingdom of God. You got to walk it out. Walk it out. You know, it's not uh, getting saved and that's it. That's just the beginning. That's right. You know, there's work to be done. Amen to that. You know, so I just pray for everybody that they will learn to watch for these hindrances. Why don't you do that right now? Let's just look in your camera right there, B. Mizzle, and let's just begin to pray. I'm, I'll pray right after you, and we'll just let's pray for these people out here that's maybe got some hindrances in their yes, life. Yes, Lord Jesus, we just come to you, Father. We lift these people up to you tonight, God that you will reveal these hindrances in their life, God, that you will make them aware of them, God, that they love you, they want to walk after you, but sometimes things in life get in their way, and they're just maybe uh, ignorant to it, and we're here to help teach them, Father, that you have ways to overcome these things, Lord Jesus, and we just ask you to bless them, cover them by the word, let the word come alive to them, God. Yes, Lord. Let it become easy for them to retain it. Let them become more involved in their churches and in their communities, Lord. Like we did, Lord, we we took the church to the streets. God, I pray that happens all over this country. Yes, Lord. Lord, I see revival being birthed in this country out of outreaches, God, with people taking it to the streets, God. And I pray that you put a fire in their belly, God, to do want to do that, to want to serve you, God. This is not a, a weak or sissy thing to be a Christian, God. It is a manly warrior type thing God you're calling soldiers to the front lines God and we are those people and when I lift these people up to you today Father and that you're going to bless each and every one of them in the powerful name of Jesus yes Father yes Lord we just come against every hindrance of every man, woman, boy, and girl, every person listening to this podcast right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, if they're battling thoughts in their mind, Lord, we take captive thoughts in Jesus' name over their life. And I thank you, Father, that whatever the enemy has lied to them about, I bind those thoughts and I replace them now with your words that we are that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. Lord, and that you have called them and with purpose you've created them, God, for a purpose of that you have chosen. And so we praise you and thank you, God, that their life matters. They are here for a reason. And we pray, God, that a fire in their belly, Lord, that a fire would consume all hindrances yes. in their life, God. Yes. Lord, if there's people in their life pulling them down, I pray you reveal it to them in yes. Jesus' name. If there's things that they need to learn, God, you are the one that says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God Ooh, yeah. who gives severally as he wills. And I pray, God, right now that you would give them wisdom, give them knowledge, give them discernment, God. to see where the enemy is coming in. I just lift them up to you, Lord, and I pray for salvation for them and their families, their household. Lord, that they would be men and women of faith. They would not falter. They would not waver. God, that no matter what the enemy would say or do, God, they would be faithful to your name faithful to the word of God and that they would walk out the rest of their days, God, in boldness 
and without fear in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I bless them, every one of them that's been listening. I bless them in the name of Jesus that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God would pour out his spirit now upon them all. In Jesus' name, we come in agreement. Everybody said amen. 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 God bless you guys. We are so happy that you joined us tonight uh, for the KTF podcast. Like, subscribe, share, and let's continue to minister the good news to all the world. I'm Pastor Shannon, your host, and I'm reminding you to always keep the faith to the finish line. God bless you. We'll see you next time.